The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 143. Janet West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. Say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Berizzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where I talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today we are discussing the 14th episode of Season 7, Fallout. Jonas is back. Jonas Quinn returns, mm. seeking the help of the SGC to solve the intimate crisis of the Nequadria reaction in the crust of Kelowna. Sam and Jonas, together with Jonas's assistant-slash-girlfriend, Kiana, discover that Nequadria is not a natural element and is created as a result of bombarding Nakura with subatomic particles, and that the Kelonan bomb test catalyzed a runaway reaction in the planet's crust. Jonas, Teal, Sam, and Kiana go deep into the crust of the Earth to detonate a bomb to stop the reaction. Because this is Stargate, and everything can always be solved with explosions. It turns <laughs> out that Kiana is actually a ghoul, which means Jonas must figure out the answer to the question, would you still love me if I was a worm? We also get to see Jack handle diplomacy between the Cologne and coalition government with his signature tact. What are your thoughts on this episode, father? It's, it's, it's good to see Jonas and good to see him kind of in, in his own environment again, but too, too little, too short. Um, what little Jack is in here. He's great. I, I love his, how he reacts to the diplomacy. Uh, <laughs> Sam pretty much, this is her episode. Otherwise it was good. It was, yeah. it was a good episode, but this was Sam's. Sam and Jonas back together. <laughs> what about you, Lisa? Um, not, I'm not one of my favorites. I don't dislike it. I don't love it. It's, it's fine. I liked seeing Jonas and I thought it was a good, um, you know, plot to bring him back to talk about, um, you know, the Nequadria being unusual to Kelowna. Langara or whatever the planet's called now, yeah. you know, to use that as a, a way to entry point to to talk through the planet and the bickering. Who doesn't love bickering politicians? I mean, mm. I, I liked that they were all there, all four of them, plus Jonas. I would have liked to have seen Daniel Jackson interact with Jonas a little bit. I think that would have been interesting, but it was it was fine. It wasn't exciting. It was fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Victor? Yeah, I, I liked it. I like it anytime we can see Kelowna and uh, Kelowna and technology, especially the uh, the giant drill was very cool. Every time they cut back to the SGC and the diplomacy scenes, that was just sucking all the air out of the room. Literally, <laughs> it's felt like they I know that, you know, they, they can't do giant drill all the time, but I would have been happy if the entire episode just took place on 
like the giant drill and it was like, you know, 20,000 leagues under the sea or fantastic voyage or something. <laughs> they, you know, all the hijinks that they get up to on that, but that's not the, the episode we got, but you know, I, I like this one. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you want that, you could watch the core, but then you have yeah. to watch the core. <laughs> so they, they did reference the core quite a bit on the director's commentary, uh, that they were oh, trying nice. to do something more than just, uh, just trying to do something different than the core, but yeah. Nice. Not really. Yeah. It's, it's fun to see Jonas. Uh, it's fun to see, I know we talked about this offline, but, uh, his, his hairstyle and Kiana's being very yeah. similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, which, which was distractingly weird when you had wide shots. Sometimes you're like, which one is that? And, well, and they, <laughs> and they dress alike. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, so the same hair and the same general outfit. I, I took it as they were such a couple that they just had to, you know, dress just alike and look alike and do all things together. They were one of those, you know, like nauseating couples. <laughs> and they wear matching track suits, you know, yes. ne- neutral tone, Peter Pan track suits. <laughs> yeah. So they, they cast Emily Holmes, who has uh, that distinctive, you know, late 90s, early 2000s short, um, not really a page boy hair, haircut, but and then they knew that they were getting Jonas Quinn in for this. And Corin Nimick said, yeah, my hair is a little longer than it was when I was on the show. Is that okay? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. And they shot the first day and then we're showing it to the producers and the writers, uh, you know, as they were viewing the dailies and they're like, Oh no, like they have the, have the same hairstyle, but at that point it was too late to, to do anything about it. And they were very worried that it would read as, you know, Jonas and Kiana are brother and sister because you don't really set up their relationship yeah. <laughs> until they start kissing. And at that point, and you know, that would be kind of awkward, but yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it was something they were aware of, but you know, when you're on a tight schedule. I think it's funny. They said they, they really didn't notice until they were shooting. I'm like, you know, the crew was like, you know, yeah, like snickering, exactly. you know? Like, yeah. Did you see that? And then you know, yeah. the hair person's like, yeah. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> That's yeah, his normal hair. Yeah. They, they could have had him just comb it back a bit or something, but yeah. hey, you know it what's is what funny? it is. What's funny about it is I remember hating it. And now, I don't know, it's not bad. Maybe because <laughs> I'm used to all the floppy mop hair, you know, like my young adult son has and stuff. But I, I was going to say, those are kind of styles are starting to come back again, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. The, wow. A little bit longer. The, the bangs. Yeah. yeah. The real, yeah. In their face and stuff. So, I don't know. It didn't bother me like it did in 2004. <laughs> I was saying that it looks uh I, I like the look on Kiana, but uh I think I told said this to Victor earlier. Um I think my taste in hair like hairstyles on women is was very much influenced by watching nineties science fiction television growing up because they all like yeah. that short hair was very popular. Oh very definitely, popular. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um I feel like they did communicate pretty early on that they were either romantically involved or she liked him because the first time Sam comes in, she's like, who is that? And after like you get the rest of the plot development with the fact that she is a ghouled, Mm -hmm. um, you can see that that's her being upset that SG one's here, but you can also read it as who's this other lady coming in on my turf. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
Well, it's so. even even Sam calls it out. Okay, spill the beans. We know. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty yeah. obvious. <laughs> yeah, because they match. It's yeah. in the exploration phase or whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. I think the kids today call that like the talking, the oh. talking phase. Yeah. What's, what's the first oh. situation ship or whatever they use now? I don't oh, know. Flop era. Or is that something different? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like something different. I don't know. But... <laughs> I don't know either. But not familiar with that one. But, yeah. but by the time I hear of any one. any popular slang, it's already past usage. Yeah. yeah. So like you know the drip. You know uh, people aren't using that anymore. But now only now I've heard of it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and they they riz with their flossing and yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, I think there's, a, now. there's yeah. a penguin dance that's popular now. Oh, is it? So at okay. least that's what I hear. That's that's what I hear. Is it the Burgess Meredith uh, penguin or a Dan yeah, Meredith penguin? <laughs> Mr. Popper's penguins. Mitch- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, it's it's fun to see. I like that they're like they tie back in the initial episode with Jonas. We get the results of those uh Nequadria bomb tests and how that's causing this issue because this whole time since they've been to Kelowna they've been looking for Nequadria elsewhere and it's revealed here that it's only created when you bombard <laughs> when you bombard uh <laughs> Nakoda with uh Yawans. I mean muons <laughs> yeah <laughs> if, you're, if you're on the audio um, there was a we had a cat incursion just now so <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I like that. I like that they are exploring that angle more and it, it does give you the, the more whole, like the bomb is bad, which is funny given yep. the fact that a bomb is what solves the problem in the end. Oh, but <laughs> yeah. it's only a nuclear bomb, a small <laughs> nuclear bomb. No big only. deal. It was yeah. a, it was a good old American <laughs> nuclear bomb. <That's> not, <laughs> none of those foreign nuclear bombs. And, and of course, you know, it, it blows up, it blows up the, uh, uh, the ground just enough to shift it just enough, you know, yes. just stop the reaction. The reaction is not going to go because that fault line slid. That's because Carter's really good at her job. Yeah. Yeah. Carter <laughs> knows what she's jobs. doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we could question the geophysics of all of that, but I don't know enough about geophysics to know where to actually question it. Other than the fact <laughs> yeah. that it sounds kind of yeah. hokey, but Hey, Start yet? I'm okay. With I did that. like the the backpack nuclear bomb though that like mm-hmm. screws together yeah. like a thermos or something. Exactly, like a, like a Stanley Cup or something. Is that are those, is that still a thing? That's a big thing right okay. now. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, a Stanley Cup. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bigger than this this bomb. Yeah. The Stanley Cup. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and we get the uh, the Colonian drill ship, which. Mm-hmm. They it, they're basically launching a rocket downwards with their whole like sequence. They have like the the launch and everything, which I thought yep. was fun. Um, yeah. Well, at, so. at least they happened to build it in the right spot. You know, they didn't have yeah. to move it. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. But the inside of it is the uh, space race set, just mm. um, re redone. Uh, nice. you know, compl- very much redone. Um, yeah, excellent. Very, very cool set. Um, and they did play around with, can we show the outside of the excavation 
machine while it's tunneling through the earth and they were just like there's just no way we can do this a there's no light b all you'd see is dirt Mm -hmm. and so that's and so instead we have like this little atari 2600 because it's cloning technology graphic of like the driller and where it is (laughs) you know it looks like yeah exactly (laughs) yeah i like the i like the almost like steampunk vibe of the inside of the ship though where they have like I couldn't tell if it was a typewriter or like an old oh, like yeah. Tandy yeah. computer. It looked like a typewriter. Um, well, no, it was like it was like an old old manual typewriter for the keyboard. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that was cool. And then they have all the valves with the dials and stuff. Yeah. And of course, you know they 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 hit something and a, a pipe starts leaking steam, and so they have to turn a valve to turn off the steam and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's like they're trying to blend the fact that they're not supposed to be very far te- technologically, but then they have this really cool machine and. So we well, and they've been like and they've been getting technology between what Jonas has learned through his travels mm-hmm. and interaction with Earth and stuff like that. So their their technology has been improving quite mm. dramatically. Yeah, especially when you have a Gould on staff. I'm yeah, sure. exactly. Right. It helps. <laughs> and I like how the reveal that Kiana is a Gould explains how they have this technology, which mm-hmm. is beyond even Earth technology at mm-hmm. this point. That you know she was sent by Ball to basically embed herself with the colonians and figure out what the deal is with why Anubis, you know, wanted to attack this planet. And she hasn't reported back to Ball about the Nequadria yet because it's hinted that she's, you know, enamored with, with Jonas and likes, you know, the colonians to some degree and wants to start her own empire using mm-hmm. the Nequadria as well. But to that end, she's been helping them you know, work on this uh, uh, digging machine, which Carter finds out that, hey, a lot of these systems are reminiscent of gold systems, yep. you know, so. The, yeah. the most ungold like gold yeah. scene. Yeah. She's al- almost like a Tok'ra. Yeah. I was going to say I like her better than a Tok'ra because it <laughs> seems like at the end, like at the end of it, she just, she likes Jonas and. Yeah. yeah, she's not, yeah. not manipulating anybody at that point. She's just being honest that she, she got feelings for Jonas. Yeah, we, we've had a few of those Goulds now, haven't we? That what, what was uh, Freya and Anise? Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Freya liked uh, Daniel Jackson, right? And Anise yep. liked Jack. So we've we've and seen Martuf liked Sam, but that was a whole like dead wife thing. So yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> creepy yeah yeah we've gotten more more likable ghouled at this point than likable tokra that's true um, but of course you feel sorry for for jonah because the the part of of her that died was a part that liked him apparently <laughs> yeah they still yeah those two so crazy weird. kids i think it'll work i think they'll work it out <laughs> they have matching haircuts yeah they have matching haircuts <laughs> So in similar so, outfits. <laughs> yeah. Is Jonas now in the Daniel Jackson club? That's I mean cuz he had similar luck, right? That the woman that he was dating and potentially really liked, you know, oh, turns out she's really a gold. And he's kind of thinking, "Well, were you a gold when I, you know, when we first hooked up?" And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. you know, that puts him in league with Daniel Jackson for girlfriends, right? But this gold actually, I think, liked Jonas enough to sacrifice herself for the host, yep. which, um, oh, what was uh, Sh- uh, Charest's gold name again? I forget. Yeah, I don't remember. 
Uh, yeah, I forget too. But yeah, which, what's that? That gold would never do. Mm-mm. Or Osiris. Yeah. He's gotten a nope. few of them. Yep. Hathor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, three. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He, well, point, the first two, at least he got with them before. That's true. They became ghouls. Yeah, because he true. married Share. Yep. So before she Jonas, was implanted. Right. Yeah. Jonas hasn't even had that look. It would have been a nice ending for like Daniel Jackson to put his armor like they're walking out and like Daniel puts his arm around Jonas and he you know, like tries to comfort him on the whole your girlfriend's a gold mm-hmm. thing. That would, have, that would have been yeah. a nice touch. That would have it, been yeah. good. It would have given Daniel more to do than like say hi Jonas and bye Jonas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you miss it? Yeah, I guess I do. Oh, that's interesting. Well, let's go over here. I guess they had yeah. another <laughs> line of dialogue or two, but it got cut out. <laughs> yeah, it was probably like too bad. It's my job. Go back. Yeah, away. exactly. <laughs> I'm back. You're gone. <laughs> yeah, and your haircut's stupid. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Who gets to be the fifth member of the team? Yeah. Yeah, and and in this episode, we also find out. Speaking of Daniel Jackson, that he's not very good at diplomacy, despite the <laughs> fact that he's very good at diplomacy in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Like these people, like the so there's the three there they have a they've named their planet like Lingaria or Lingara or something, mm-hmm. which is a a golf course in Vancouver. Kelowna oh, is funny. like a suburb of Vancouver, and mm-hmm. then Lingara is a golf oh, course funny. that's near uh, apparently so or was <laughs> that they would go that the writers would go golfing at, and uh, so the three countries are there and they're arguing and they get angry when they learn that their planet might be wiped out because of the. Cologne and Bob test, and also because the Colonians bombed them with the bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it digs, and so, you know, Jack bows out and gives the negotiation to Daniel. Daniel doesn't seem very, you know, can't really get them back to the table. And so he reaches out to Jack for help. And Jack basically tells them, you know, we're, we're done. We're not going to save you. We're not going to, you know, impose upon the, uh, the touchstone people, um, yeah. the Madronans or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I love the, uh, where O'Neill is at his end and he's just, he's out of there. I'm, I'm fresh out of yeah. patience. He's mm-hmm. just peacing out and oh, Teal's yeah. like, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They both just leave. <laughs> but I, maybe I missed something, but I thought that he was bluffing with that, but they don't ever make it clear whether or not Jack was bluffing when he told them the deal was off. Like, no, they the guys don't. Kind of, kind of screwed. I don't know if O'Neill was bluffing. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, like they kind of because I mean, even Hammond, General Hammond, played along with it. If he was mm-hmm. bluffing, it's like, no, we're not going to inflict you on these people. Yeah, we like them. Yeah. My yeah. favorite's when they wanted to go to three different planets. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like what? Three different unpopulated planets, which, which, as we know from scorched earth, they're they're hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, that so there's the scene where where Daniel's walking with Jack and Daniel says, you know, I can't do this. And Jack's like, leave it to me. And uh, Martin Wood kept kept, you know, because uh, Richard Dean Anderson gives pretty big you know reactions on the show, but he, he wasn't then. And so Martin Wood kept telling him to go bigger and bigger. And and Richard Dean Anderson was like, really, you want me to do bigger? And so finally, uh, in the end, we get the. The shot that's in there now where Richard Dean Anderson just like lifts up his arms and then like grabs Daniel's shoulders. It's like this really like awkward big like <laughs> says, leave it to me. And uh, 
and they yelled cut. And as, as he's walking by Martin Wood, Richard Dean Anderson is saying, you'll never use that take. And so, of course, he had he, challenge accepted. He, yeah, he had to put it in there. That's, oh, that's amazing. Funny. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I understand why they have the whole like bickering debate between the three separate countries on the planet that are now kind of under one semi-united <laughs> dysfunctional government. Yeah, which doesn't sound like anything else that I could ever think of in real life, but, uh, yeah, um, right. <laughs> it, it's not like you know, nations unite in this organization that's dysfunctional yeah. or anything like yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> you did keep waiting for them to go back like they did in the, uh, when they had the, I don't know, one of the gold summits or something where they just lock them all in their rooms. Remember? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. you just wanted them to send them all to their rooms. Just go and think about what you've done. <laughs> and you I, know? And I kind of feel like we got this, was it in Homecoming, did we get some of this? Or maybe this episode just left such an impression that all Kelowna episodes now, to me, are just bickering mm-hmm. heads of state. <laughs> there was a lot of that, too. There's, yeah. there's been a lot of that. I think that this is kind of like the resolution of what came out of what happened in Homecoming, because now they're at peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Very, very tentative peace. Right. And it's it's good. I guess it's it's fun to see a planet in a science fiction show. That's not just one country because yeah. so often mm-hmm. that's what you get. And after watching this, I'm kind of like, I kind of get why you just do the one country because the interpolitics <laughs> of the planet, it tends to not be very interesting. No. Mm-mm. Well, it's I mean, how, many, how many planets in Stargate, they literally cover like a five square mile area <laughs> and that's the entire planet you see. That's it. Yeah. True. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, are there are other villages on this planet? They never ask. Are there, you know, other civilizations? Who knows? At least this one, we yeah. get to see that, even if we don't get to see their civilizations. Well, that's what the, like, SG2 through in R4, they just, they're the ones yeah. who go and they can do a full survey. SG1's just there to mm-hmm. shoot things and see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And if you do the, uh, you know, multiple people on a planet, you need to like paint, you know, one, one, you know, half their face white and the other <laughs> half black and then flip it for the other people. So you can make a statement about how everybody's really the same, but, uh, huh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> not, uh, not heavy handed at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh. I was kind of sad at the end because this is the last we see of Jonas. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. It's very, very low key. They just walk off into the Stargate and yep. I, I assume there's probably novels with, with Jonas and Hey, we can maybe get him in the future, but who knows? Yeah. And I think they mention him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know why they didn't bring him back uh, again. You know, they knew that they wanted to bring him back later on in, or in this season, which they did for this episode. And so Robert C. Cooper had kind of a a bag of story ideas that would do mm-hmm. that and then, you know, workshop them with Corin Nemec. And then Malazzi and Mully uh, wrote the, the the teleplay from it. So, you know, there were other ideas probably for, for bringing him back, but for whatever reason. I think, I mean, Stargate fans probably were very opinionated in 2003, 2004, and... <laughs> I don't know. You think they're always if this, epi- if this episode wasn't a home wasn't a home run or something, but 
That's probably what it was. People probably too too many characters. How do you integrate him with Daniel? Yeah. You know, we we got Michael Shanks back, so we don't need Cornemic anymore. I, I'm I'm thinking that was probably along the lines. And while he integrated well with the team, like he and Carter had this, you know, great repartee and all that. It just there wasn't a. I mean, I don't know. It was an episode just to bring him back, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It worked, but it did it. It just was very planet of the week with, you know, compartmentalized <laughs> yeah. stories. And so we know. needed more, uh, more Jonas and less, uh, arguing. Yeah. Colonians or Lingarans or whatever. And maybe him interacting with, you know, Jack and Tilkmore versus him with the new Gould girlfriend. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think, I think that whole, I think what people liked was him with the team, not, him and his planet but it was nice to see him yeah yeah they could have they could have done like a dark twist and have him be the gold and it turns out he was a gold the whole time oh. <laughs> yeah <There you> go. <laughs> yeah that would now been apparently like they've deep, got a yeah. drug that they can not be detected yeah, yeah but yeah and that was kind of how they re- start to reveal that something's up with you know kiana and stuff is she injects herself with a drug which i mean could just mean she's like diabetic but in stargate that's never the case yeah and and then they <laughs> you know she finally comes out very quickly they don't keep this you know into the episode which is good because it would be kind of annoying but mm-hmm. but yeah so it's it's a good episode like i said i like the inside of the the digger ship and the, there are some cool cg shots of the you know outside of it is it yeah you know as they do the reveal which was pretty mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. everybody gets a chair on the ship too they didn't have a chair for teal to to sit in originally and then christopher judge complained <laughs> that he'd be standing for two days of filming so they <laughs> so they gave him a chair they gave him this cool captain's chair yeah like they he's had, got the shields button right there <laughs> yeah. on the armrest you know he's yeah. captain kirk yeah, yeah. basically all he does is i mean i feel like he was kind of just there to keep an eye on uh uh, Kiana, yeah. but mm-hmm. all he does is tell them what the screen in front of them says. <laughs> so it, it almost felt like his his job of reading off the percentages was like a Sam giving him something to do. Yeah, yeah. But, it's like like Galaxy Quest. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's characters. I've got one job on this ship, and I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. He 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 didn't volunteer for Tokratona detail because uh, you know the ship you know runs runs out mm-hmm. of gas or whatever and it gets stuck, and they've been using Tokra tunnels to help them. They don't explain how this is done, but you can use your imagination and fill in the details. Like maybe the they're shooting, they're throwing the crystals ahead of the drill mm-hmm. or attaching the crystals to the drill, but that'll let them tunnel much faster. But they still have a few you know crystals left, and so they're able to create a very narrow tunnel down to where they need to set off the bomb and so um you know emily uh Ke- holmes is uh kiana gould has to go down this very tight tunnel that, that makes everybody all sweaty and um <laughs> no she's sweaty in the it doesn't make everybody all sweaty no but i noticed they all yeah. like took their jackets off and had yeah. their little tank tops on yeah i noticed well yeah. that was that was something else too is like when they're going down and they're getting hot, um, uh, Jonas and Sam are sweating, but Teal'c and Kiana are not because the mm-hmm. gold is helping them regulate mm-hmm. their temperature. But as Kiana goes down into the tunnel, you know, her it's toxic in there and her gold is like losing it and has to sweat. So um, yeah. there's 
but uh, Teal didn't volunteer to do that. I guess the tunnel wasn't wide enough. Well, he doesn't have the gold. He doesn't have a gold anymore, anymore though. Oh, yeah, I guess the Chitonin offers some, but you're not enough to. Not to that yeah. level. Yeah. Did anyone else think when she's like, no, the host is dead anyway, y'all go? You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. But no, I mean, they, they hear the knocking on the door. Yeah. You know. I know. I'm not supposed to say that. I'm supposed to yeah. say like the dignity of every person. But I just, in the in the context of the show, she was the most ungooled like gooled, right? Yeah. yeah. So it made sense. But at the same time, imagine if it was Ball. Like, no, leave me here. Y'all go on. <laughs> I think they do like, that eventually. Don't they sacrifice <laughs> Ball or like one of his clones or something eventually? Yeah, a I number so. of times. Yeah. <laughs> I think with, also with Ball, he's been proven to be a very dangerous yeah. character so with with her it's like all she's should, really done so far is yeah. we should be coming up to the, some of the gall, uh, ball storylines yeah. pretty quick because we keep mentioning he, they keep mentioning him you keep hearing him yeah they do but he starts becoming a much more prominent character here i think season eight is when they kind of start leaning on him more nice yeah, because he gets mentioned a lot, and then we get Anubis popping up every once in a while. So, yep. mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, did we have any of um, alternate language titles for this episode, Victor? Oh, we sure did. I'm going to uh, make people very unhappy with my pronunciations, but this one, like Fallout, was one of several titles that they were playing around with for in the English version. So it's not surprising that. In the foreign language versions, they kind of took some liberty with it. In French, we get uh, Dangerous Alliance, which is Dangerous Alliance. So that kind of hints at the fact that, you know, something's not going on. In, in Italian, uh, Diastra Imminente, which is Imminent Disaster. <laughs> um, in Spanish, we get uh, Sequelas, which is Consequences. And then, uh, of course, in German, we get Hiana Symbiont. Which is uh, <laughs> Kiana's symbiote. So, if you had any doubt, so that, absolute spoil everything. <laughs> why? Why would Kiana have a symbiote? Right? I mean, oh, oh, I get it now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love it. The Germans gotta are love back. The Germans. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the French have been taken over for for titles. <laughs> yeah. <And> the <laughs> Germans are back. Right. <laughs> They don't know what spoiler tags are, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. We do have some uh, feedback. Uh, Hammond commented on YouTube on our episode on Avenger 2.0. He said, it's a great episode. Let's be honest. Listening to yet another stiff Jaffa warrior give a monologue can get pretty dry. So we do really need to see another episode with SG-1 standing. And do we really need to see another episode with SG-1 standing in a gravel pit trading platitudes with the Jaffa? Also, it's funny that the nerds didn't like Felger's representation, but absolutely love McKay, who can be pretty insufferable. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, I don't particularly disagree with any one point there. <laughs> Felger, Felger shattered the nerd glass ceiling in Stargate mm-hmm. so that uh, McKay could, could rise. There you go. There Felger, you go. Felger yeah. uh, walked so McKay could run. Yes, that's right. it. Yeah. Yep. Because last time McKay was on, not, not a good look. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> We also have a comment on YouTube on our episode on show and tell, which that's all the way back at uh, episode 40. So wow. over a hundred episodes ago, uh, mm-hmm. Mizzle420420 commented mm-hmm. on our video. 
Um, I think the guys at Bungie used this the guns in as an inspiration for the weapons in the in Halo. And he talks about the uh, the Zat pistol being the uh, needler and the plasma pistol. And mm. now that I think of it, that's yeah, they do look very similar. It's been a while since I played Halo, but similar similar design. So yeah, I mean, in a video game, sensed you know even the first Stargate movie came out. There's always a portal, and when you see the round portal, it always has like the triangular, you know, the trapezoidal, mm. you know, where the chevrons go. Proof that all video yeah. games are yeah. actually in the Stargate universe. Yep. <laughs> I did notice that in uh. I was playing No Man's Sky and yep. there's a planet where there's a portal and you have the DHD and you have to match up the different <laughs> symbols to everything. And then once you start it, like all the icons start spinning around and it even has like the koosh. Yep. So yep. that was, that was yeah. fun to see. I don't know. I don't know if that's how, how close to a copyright infringement that skirts, but I guess if it's an homage, it's okay. So yeah, and uh, before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Andrew P., David H., Jordan B., Robert R., and Joe W. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and you can find the video versions where you can see my cat trying to knock over my computer at <laughs> youtube.com slash starquestmedia. And to find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, you can visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And you can join us over at our Discord at sqpn.com slash discord. And we'll be back next time and we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Chimera. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining us and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack, and so much for my empire. I'm really sorry to hear about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, I'm Jack Berezini. Thank you for listening to the secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Doctor Who. Find the show wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Doctor Who.